You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When the red light goes... Take two. When the red light goes off, we're just getting started. This is Off Air with Chris Thomas and Mike Conti, giving you a look behind the scenes of Atlanta's top sports station as we take you through the top stories of the week from the world of sports and entertainment. Welcome to Off Air. Right. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. On in to the latest episode of the Off Air podcast. Chris Thomas with you as always and a returning member to the show. One Dylan Dylan Matthews joins me today. What up? What up? For a special episode of the show. Now Dylan, yesterday obviously Tom Brady announces his retirement. Yes. And we got all the reaction to that that you could possibly handle. That's not what we do here <laughs> on the Off Air podcast. What I want to talk to you about is now how that's going to affect the broadcasting world. Because as mm. we know, Mr. Brady signed a 10-year, count them 10, not one, not two, not three, 10-year, yes. $375 million deal to become Fox Sports' number one analyst. Now, this is where things get a little dicey, my friend, for two reasons. Number one, Greg Olson's in there. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's been getting a lot of praise lately, especially compared to his sports media compadre, Tony Romo, who we'll get into in just a few minutes. And what is Brady going to do? So, Dylan, do we have ourselves a little battle for that number one spot, as Ludacris likes to say, for the top spot in the broadcast booth that now becomes really interesting? I think we should have a battle. I don't think we have a battle, though. I think they have no problem booting out Greg Olsen for Tom Brady just because it's the name Tom Brady. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the GOAT. He is. They're going to slide him in. Having Tom Brady on that Fox broadcast is going to boost up their ratings, and it's going to boost up the legitness, <laughs> for lack of a better term, of that broadcast tenfold. So even though it there should be a battle, because I agree, I think Greg Olson is great in the booth. I, I think he's very knowledgeable. He breaks down the X's and O's well. Um, he maybe doesn't have quite all the quirks that tw- Tony Romo has that people don't like. I like Romo, me personally, but I can see why people don't. But no, Greg Olson is very, very solid in the booth. But off the fact alone that it is Tom Brady ready to replace him, There's not going to be a battle, but there should be a battle. Now, a lot of uh, debate has also sprung about, will we now see Tom Brady as part of the Super Bowl coverage? I wonder if we're going to see him on screen. I wonder if he's going to 
be a part of pregame festivities. I don't think we'll see him in the booth. But, I mean, if they want to get this thing started, they're paying him an awful lot of money. <laughs> there, there could be a chance we see him. And I think that would be a good uh, sort of litmus test for the audience to see how they react to the type of broadcaster he's going to be. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. I guess they could start him with some Super Bowl coverage. I, I just wonder how they implement that without having an on-screen role for him. Maybe if they don't have him in the booth, I wonder maybe if they try to put – but it's not a Fox. Fox is, isn't carrying the Super Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, no, no, they are. They are. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so I wonder if they maybe put him on pre – post and halftime do they do that type of deal i mean but this is going to be long pregame but he'll be he'll be with, with more than one person so he can kind of bounce off of people i don't know that that's an interesting question i'm not sure how they could implement him in a role that's that's not on screen so uh maybe but he probably does make some type of at least appearance i would think but it's interesting to see if they would uh start 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 his Second career off with a with a little Super Bowl appearance. That's, that's yeah, interesting. It would, it would be a week from now. I mean, they they yeah. basically spend from now until then getting him ready. And right, I mean, listen, he's. I was joking around about this on the air yesterday. Like Tom Brady's good at everything he does, and it's right. like it's one of those dudes where it's like, really, bro? Like you're good at everything you do. You're going to be good on TV too. Right. So I have I have no doubt that he's going to be good. All right. Before we, we continue, make, yeah. sorry. Before yeah, we continue. Yeah, yeah. I have to I have to say to you as well, great job filling in on Andy and Randy yesterday. You did an oh. amazing job. Oh, thank you. I was you, listening. Sir. It thank was you, great. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. And I will I will say shout out to Bo Johnson, the producer, and Randy Mack, who couldn't have been, you know, that guy's been in the game now for a while. He's, you know, obviously a great player. Uh could have, you know, put a cold shoulder to the new guy coming in, <laughs> you know, just to sort of be like, hey, kid, you know, like, wait your turn sort of a thing. Yeah. He couldn't have been nicer, more accommodating. He was great on the air. We had a great back and forth going, so shout out to those guys. It was a ton of fun. Um, we mentioned Tony Romo. Now, Dylan, I don't I don't really understand this, man. Like, why is he catching so much heat on Twitter? I, for me, personally, his broadcasts sound the same as they did when he first started, so I don't really understand what's going on here. I was hoping you would know, Chris, because I don't know either. I'm, I'm not under sure. I'm not sure why people are starting to hate on Tony Romo now. He hasn't changed a bit. He hasn't changed a thing about what he's doing or what he has done to what he's doing now. I really don't understand. Are you guys just getting tired of the gimmicks? Are you guys? Is he just making too many jokes here and there? Are you tired of him guessing the plays before they happen? Like I don't understand what you guys want from him that you, you that you weren't or were getting before because to me he sounds the exact same and he's doing the same things that he was doing when he first started and everybody loved him when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply yeah so he basically burst onto the scene as this like guru who could predict the plays and he was fun and he was energetic and right he still had a good connection to the game because he was fresh off the field 
And I mean, maybe, you know, it's been a few years now, but it's not like it's been 15 or 20 years where the game is passed him by it's not like that at all yeah, and, I, I think he still gives good analysis he he still talks really good x's and o's like I, I i still think he's a really good listen and watch so i really don't understand the heat he's getting no me either and listen with that with that money that he's making he ain't going <laughs> anywhere no. so if you don't like him that's gonna be a you problem because as long as that check still needs to clear from CBS. They're not taking him off the booth, and they're not taking him out of the one slot either because he's making, I think, a cool like $18 million a year to sit up there in that booth, man, which I think is more than he ever made in a single season as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. But it's just so funny. You go on Twitter after the games, they're like, oh, Romo's trash. Romo doesn't know what he's doing. Romo's just up there in the booth acting like a little kid. I'm like – this is exactly the same guy from five years ago when right. he started doing the games. What are you talking about? Like, literally, where are you getting this from? I, I've watched plenty of games with, with Tony Romo. He is literally doing the exact same things he was doing before. If anything, he's gotten more comfortable, so maybe he's telling a couple of more jokes or and he, and he sounds more comfortable. To me, he sounds more loose, which, to me, I actually like. Some of his jokes aren't funny, but I'm not holding that against him as long as his X's and O's are good and his analysis is good, which that all still is on point and on par for me. So I really don't understand why people are hating on him because, it, like you said at the beginning, it seemed like he could literally do no wrong. Everybody was like, oh, Tony Romo's a genius. Tony Romo is, um, you know, how he predicts plays. Everybody was loving it. So, I mean, people were saying he was better in the booth than he, than he was on the field. So I just don't understand now where all this hate is coming from. You know what? You know what it probably is, Chris? Too many people probably started to like Tony Romo. And, you know, in the unfortunately, in the society we live in today, uh, you know, somebody's got to be the contrarian and yep. somebody's got to be contradicting, you know, stuff that we all that we all like. So you maybe work, you work with one every night, 7 to 11 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with that, right, we're gonna transition. We're gonna transition. Um, all right, we're gonna get we're gonna get real nerdy with this next topic. This is for the real sports media diehard junkies. We're gonna talk about rights fees, Dylan. We're gonna uh -oh. talk about rights fees. Something we so, have to do trainings on. It seems like every year. <laughs> that that's right because there's a lot of stuff going down in the world of sports and how we're gonna be consuming our sports coverage over the next several years. Mm -hmm. So it looks like Major League Baseball could be following the pursuit of what MLS just did. And for those who are unfamiliar, MLS signed an exclusive rights deal with Apple TV plus minus exclusive yeah. <laughs> coverage. Uh, get it only here. And so to watch MLS this season, first of all, you need to have Apple TV plus. Correct. Then you need to buy the package for MLS, which is either $15 a month or $99 for the entire season. Sheesh. Just another thing that people are going to have to pay for. Um, for me, this is kind of ironic because I know MLS is trying to grow their brand right. and to put it behind a double, not just a single paywall, a right. double paywall <laughs> and have it be something that if you don't, there's, you know, there's probably some soccer fans out there that don't have smart TVs yet that are kicking it old school with a cable box and, 
yeah. know, stuff like that. So you're eliminating potentially some of your audience in a time when it really needs to grow. Now, how does this relate to Atlanta sports? Well, Bally sports is in a lot of trouble, Dylan. Um, mm. They are potentially facing bankruptcy. There's reports that this month they're going to miss a $140 million interest payment alone. That is insane. Oh, my gosh. And the reports of the amount of debt that they're in are in the billions. So what does that mean for the teams? What does that mean for the Hawks? What does that mean for the Braves? We know Atlanta United is now at Apple TV+. Plus. Well, we may have gotten a glimpse into what the future looks like, Dylan, and I'm curious to hear your reaction. Supposedly, the Yes Network, which is not owned by Bally, it is an independent operation, which airs the New York Yankees, the Brooklyn Nets, the New York Liberty, and NYCFC Soccer. Mm-hmm. They're reportedly going direct to consumer with a package that's supposed to drop by first pitch of opening day for Yankees baseball, during which you can get all the games for between 20 and $30 a month. Now that is just for the yes network app. That's not for the rest of baseball. That's not for the rest of the sports. That's not for the rest of the NBA or any other league. So are you willing to pay between 20 and $30 a month just to watch the Braves and the Hawks. And that's really about it in Atlanta. Oh, yikes. Another thing. I mean, but we we, we have seen that Bally does have their Bally Sports Plus app or Bally Sports app that you can sign up and you can stream all the, you know, local games in your uh, in your location or your area the market Um, yeah your market thank you that was the word i was looking for so you can do you can do the braves you can do the hawks and all that stuff and i think that's i think that's around the same it's probably like night 20 i think it's 20 yeah i think it's 20 yeah yeah 25 20 25 dollars a month something like that and i haven't paid for it because i i don't have cable i only have streaming services i have um, my personal household i have hulu plus live tv I have Netflix, I have Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, and Apple. I do have Apple TV Plus, actually. Um, but some of those are, you know, the Hulu Plus Live TV. Shout out to Madre. That's courtesy of my mom. Nef- um, Simone's parents play- pay for Netflix. I pay for Disney Plus. I think she pays for Prime. So you, you get what I'm saying. You know, we're hustling around here. We ain't yeah. really paying for every single one. Because so, if you guys were paying for that whole thing yourselves, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's easily as much as a cable bill is going to cost it, you. It, exactly, exactly. So, uh, I don't know if I'm ready to put that that kind of cash and scratch all and moolah for something like that. I mean, it really have to be worth my wild. And for one team, I don't know if I want to do all that. Like. If I'm getting multiple teams, like if if they're gonna move Hawks and Braves, you know, to that, then okay, maybe I would do it because I mean I kind of have to for my job. I got to be able to watch them. Now, granted, yeah. I work a lot of the Hawks games at the station, so I get to watch the game there. Thankfully, but for Braves, I need to be able to watch them so I can talk about them. Um, 
So, I mean, I guess I would have to bite the bullet. And <laughs> at the end of the day, Chris, I could start pulling a, a Mike Bell, a Carl Dukes, and a Mike Conti and just trying to write that right <laughs> off. Yeah, and calling a tax right off. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, I might have to start pulling one of those numbers if it comes down to it. But to, to answer your question with a, a simple answer, I would say for one team, no. If I'm getting multiple teams out of the deal, then then yes, I would bite the bullet and pay it. So it's funny you say that because the other thing is the flip side of the coin that's being discussed with all this is that the rights fees just go back to the leagues and the leagues can mm-hmm. then decide however they want to distribute it. So we could be looking at something like a Southeast package right. where we get uh, Hawks and um, Charlotte Hornets and we get uh, you know, the Dallas Mavericks and we get basically all the teams that are surrounded in our area, or they could do it by division, a divisional package where we get mm. all the teams in the Southeast or we get all the team or the Eastern conference teams, depending on which state that you're in. So, I mean, if they release something like that and it's at the 20 to $30 price range, I think that would be a lot more oh, worth our while. Worth yeah. Yeah as opposed to just the a la carte for one team or there I've heard there's even been talk of doing it game by game. And I, I mean, if you do 162 baseball games, <laughs> even if it's, even if it's a dollar 99 a game, I mean, when you add that up at the end of the year, that's, that's a nice chunk of change that you're oh, paying yeah. for. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know what the future of, of broadcasting is going to hold, but it seems like with the Bally situation that Ooh. someone's definitely got to give and it's going to mm-hmm. cost us, the viewer, a lot of money. Yeah, Bally, I'm going to need Bally to get their uh, stuff together because I ain't trying to pay no more extra money than I have to, Chris. You know, I- I'm-, I'm out here balling on the budget as it is. I got to got to I got to I need these stuff. I need these networks and all these people to stop trying to reach in our pockets, man. It's uh. It's the way of the future, but it's not figured out yet. That's the problem. We're all all doing this on the fly. Like, Mm -hmm. we're all trying to get to the future together, and there's no blueprint for this because it's never been done before. You know, with the NFL, they're going to make billions next year because they're going to streaming services as well. Oh, yeah. This year, you know, the end of the Sunday ticket package is now moving. I think it's YouTube TV that yeah. got the rights to it. So that's another thing you would have to get that's going to cost you additional money. I mean, I, I don't have YouTube TV. Me either. So am I going to have to pay for that now on top right. of getting the Sunday ticket? I mean, it's seemingly – I mean, I think what's going to happen, Dylan, is eventually there's going to be a breaking point because yeah. people can't – the average person can't afford 15 different services and apps in order to watch – their favorite TV shows and their favorite games. And then the ironic part may be, why don't we bundle it all together and sell it all as one thing? Oh, you mean cable? Cable? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I think that's, that, that could wind up if, if we're having this conversation in 2027 or 2028, that may be what we're looking at. We're going to, we're going to be in 2027. We're going to be like, Oh, see, we told you cable's coming right back. And the wave of the future, you know, (laughs) we'll just get a box and we'll put every channel on exactly what we're looking at. All right, let's get to the Hall of Fame audio clip of the day. Um, Jim Beheim got a little snippy, and he got actually really snippy. And I know he's like the godfather up at Syracuse, and he can basically do whatever he wants, but his team sucks this year, 
They're not playing well. Um, I don't know if they're going to even compete for a tournament bid. And he's only getting older, and the window's only getting smaller. So I think you can hear in this clip some of that frustration. Get a day off. Get ready to play Boston College on Saturday. Questions? What's, uh, what's the status on Benny Williams? Is that your question? That's the most important question you have? He was not on court today. Is that your most important question here? I'm just curious. He wasn't on court. I will answer it. Your attitude isn't really good either. <laughs> Benny took a personal day. He will be back at practice on Wednesday. That's it? Do we have that question? That's all we have? That's typical at Syracuse. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah, Benny the old ball, old ball coach. Yeah, he was uh he was none too pleased, Dylan. And all the guy did all the reporter did was ask about the status of a player. Right. It wasn't exactly a controversial question. Right. And it and it was like he was like, Really? That's your most important question? Like it was some burden for him to answer. You could have if you you're the if you didn't have the attitude problem that you had trying to project your attitude problem on the poor reporter, you could have answered that question in two seconds and it been over with and not made that whole press conference awkward because nobody probably wanted to ask a question because they saw you were in a mood my goodness jim bay i'm relaxed bro oh goodness that was that was cringe that was ultimate cringe right there but yeah what's up with jim Bayheim? did he sleep on the wrong side of the bed does he need a new mattress overall my goodness yeah he uh you know there's a difference still in between uh these legacy coaches having fun with right. the media and the student media and like ribbing them and giving them a little bit of a hard time. That was not that. No, that, that was him being a straight up, you know, what sucker. I mean, yeah. he was, he was, he wanted none of it. And he was Jeez. like straight. He pulled the Greg Popovich, like right out of his playbook right there. Right. And I, I think that was even worse than a Greg Popovich. I mean, my goodness, maybe Popovich would probably at least throw you a joke at the end or apologize maybe at some point, but goodness. And then he just, that was typical. That's it. That's all we have. Typical Syracuse. Like, dang, why you got to come for the students like that? They're probably scared to death to ask a question. Now, any student reporters that are there because of just what you did to that poor reporter for asking a solid question. He probably was going to write a whole little, you know, piece on that. Good gosh. I mean, yeah, Jim Beheim. I mean, you you might need to go ahead and hang it up. I mean, you you can't just act like that with the media all the time. I mean, as I as as people who ask questions and you know, you know, interview people and and, and talk to people and oh, whatnot. I mean, that that really is just like disheartening because it's just why like that is really one of those we're we're just doing our jobs man I, I just want to get an answer on a player it was a solid question it wasn't a dopey millennial question as you know john trucker would like to say or anything like that it was a good question and it wouldn't have took much time for him to answer like i oh that's just man i i'm at a loss for words about jim Beheim. he he really just sounds like a sourpuss right now yeah, and it's just so unfortunate because that now will probably shape that reporter's narrative about him for as yeah. long as he's there covering the team. He'll be like, 
just remember that time I just asked him about the health status of a player and he right. totally shut me down and was completely nasty. <laughs> and, you know, it's no wonder the uh, reporters and the coaches and the players go at each other sometimes. If that's how the relationship is going to be, I mean, listen, again, to, to couch it by saying, uh, he's been there forever. You know, he's the best coach the team has ever had. He's no the face of Syracuse basketball. That 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 doesn't fly with something like this. No, that's there's no excuse to that. I don't care how long you've been anywhere. There is no reason to treat a person like that because at the end of the day, Jim, you've been there long enough. You've been around enough reporters. You know the deal. You know you know the vibe. You know they are just there to do their job to get some experience as far as the student reporters are concerned. And, you know, even if, again, this was actually a good question. Like, there was nothing wrong with the question the reporter asked. And he's probably gotten some off-the-wall questions before, but you know that some of the people asking those questions might not be as experienced as others. And for you to just really go in on a person like that and then come for their attitude when they ask a simple question, they... I mean, and they honestly, they probably handled the situation very politely because they could have made that an entire thing if they really wanted to buck up to you. But out of respect for you, they didn't. So you're the one that needs to check your attitude at the door, Jim Beheim, not not the reporter, because I mean, that was just jeez. Yeah. So uh, not a good day for Jim Beheim, I would say. But uh, an interesting day for Tom Brady and an interesting day for TV rights as we broke it all down here on the latest episode of the Off-Air Podcast. The big real thanks. Quick, real quick, real oh, quick, Chris, I'm sorry. Um, oh, go ahead. He, he, last thing on Jim Babeheim, you know what he probably needed? He probably needed a Snickers. He probably was just hangry. You know, you're not, you're not you when you're hungry. He probably just needed a Snickers. That's you know what? That's a <laughs> that's a good call right there. We'll give you we'll give you one of these Thank for you. that one. All right. Big thanks to Dylan Matthews for stepping in for the head honcho, Mike Conti. He'll be back with us next week. Follow him at underscore Dylan Matthews. I am at C Thomas Radio. Chris Thomas saying thanks so much for checking in to the latest episode of the Off Air Podcast.